Hello and welcome to Boyle Meets World. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Boyle. And to this day, fair listeners of Boyle Meets World, I am still not funny. And there's no sign anytime soon in the next two years that'll be funny either. So let's just give up on that. I know a lot of people are asking, are you ever going to try and be funny? The answer is, I've tried and tried. And our guest today... None other than Waxing's World can attest to that I try to be funny. It's not that I tried to be not funny. Jackson, do you think I'm funny, by the way? way? (laughs) You might be one of the least funny people I know, Boyle. Have you seen any change? Have I at least gotten funnier, or am I still just not funny at all? I think you've gotten even less funny. (sighs) You know what? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm glad that you're able to come in and clear that up for us. I'm glad I can so today, we are bringing back, well, are we even, can we consider it bringing it back? We I talked think. for years about doing a of doing one of these, but today, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I think we've only done one commissioner's quarter, maybe two, so I don't know if we can necessarily say we're bringing it back. Well, then we'll say we are officially starting the weekly segment known as Commissioner's Corner. Um, for those of you that don't know. I am the commissioner of the YBFFL, the Jesper Fantasy Football League. um, That's made up of 10 of the greatest fantasy football minds on earth. Well, nine in Matt Wiggles, but other than that. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say Nate as the nine, as the one that wasn't one of the greatest, nine greatest minds of fantasy football, to be honest with you. I mean, I was going to say Nolan, but I'm playing Nolan week one, and he's projected outs for me, even though he let the computer draft for him. So, Hey, auto picks. And that's how Chandler won last year. He won Exactly. But anyway, I figured we'd start off by just doing like a, a quick overview of how we think everyone's team's looking out. Um, there's a final standings projection that came out recently. Um, we could take a look at that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's start from the top. Actually, let's just start from the top. And um, I thought we were going to start from the way bottom, from the bottom. Yeah, let's, okay, let's do it then. Yeah. Um, so starting from the bottom, then this is very interesting because last year's champion, BBB or Triple B Voch Ball Chandler Ball, last year's champion, is now the tenth ranked, aka our last place team going into week one. Um. To say Chandler did himself any favors with the draft whatsoever uh, would be an overstatement. He drafted Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. He yeah. has he he hung on to Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm assuming, correct? Yes, that's who he got. Okay. He first key first. <clears throat> um he drafted Melvin Gordon with his first pick and the um uh, whatever the keeper draft. Yep. Um, he went on to take. I think he took Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think he took Stefan. He or he might have taken Deshaun Watson. Either way, and then he took Le'Veon Bell, which is the coldest of cold draft picks in 2020. Anyone that has any sort of fantasy football mind at all could tell you that Le'Veon Bell is slated for a horrible fantasy football year, and he is just going to regress until he's out of the league in two years. (laughs) Hey, to be completely honest, I was thinking about picking Le'Veon Bell before Chandler made that decision for me. 
Because I well, wasn't. Because I, drafted, out there. I drafted David Johnson instead, but I ended up trading David Johnson, as you may know. Uh, but I think I made the right. I think Chandler made that decision easier for me. Exactly. I, think, I would have to say the only good draft pick Chandler had all day would be taking Justin Tucker at the kicker position. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because you literally can't make a mistake if you take Justin Tucker at the kicker position. Because even if he may not be ranked number one, he is the most consistent kicker. Yep, I agree. Let's be honest. The only reason why Chandler won last year was because Derek Henry just put the team on his back. Yeah. And he also happened to pick up Jarvis Landry after I dropped him. Mm-hmm. And and Chandler only made the playoffs because my my team choked against Sue String, the worst team in the league, and Chandler was able to get the last playoff spot. Exactly. Chandler shouldn't have made the playoffs last year. Mm-mm. And then he went on to win the whole thing. Yes. Just because of Derrick Henry. Well, and Jameis with- Winston. <clears throat> yes. Sticking with the trend at number nine, our 2018 champion, uh, Connor Smith, a.k.a. Team More Beer, is sitting at the number nine spot in relegation territory. Um, Connor, I mean, he kept two decent players in Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott. Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, this year's no-show in my opinion, but he's going to have his junior year slump without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, um, you can't fault the guy for keeping Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Leonard Fournette was a tough scene of a pick, that's for sure. Well, now that he's in Tampa, who knows? Who knows how that's going to work out? They, they come out and said that Ronald Jones is going to be their uh, primary back. Yeah, but that's going to change. Ronald Jones will probably be the primary back once when Leonard Fournette learns the blocking schemes and just the playbook. But by like week three, week week four, Leonard taking most of the care. Looking down his roster, I see number one he is Rob Gronkowski. That's a tough scene. That's he is a tough David scene. Montgomery. I don't know how he's not number ten. He is David Montgomery is his flex position. He is Dak Prescott and Cam Newton also on his roster. So he drafted three quarterbacks this year. And he drafted Brandon Dillon, who literally does not have a team. He was cut by the Vikings. R.I.P. Marion. Let's be let's be real. If you have three running backs in your starting lineup, you're probably not going to do very well <laughs> because in this it's, league, wide receivers own the league. I mean, he can, it's a PPR he can go ahead and put Devontae Parker in. I mean, just, just in case. I think Devontae Parker will be the move for him. I I mean, I'm not going to say anybody because I believe that there's a better wide receiver on that Miami offense. Actually, you know what? I'm going to try and trade for him, so I'm not going to name any names here. If it's Preston Williams, that's on my, he's on my team. And that's why I'm not trying to just make – I'm not trying to make it seem like there's any sort of um, illegal – any sort of collusion or illegal banter. But – just saying oh, that I've, I've looked at the standings, I've looked at the teams, and I know who has guys that I might be interested in. Before we run ourselves into <laughs> any trouble, we're going to move on to the eighth slot, someone that we already brought up a little bit earlier, someone who just really doesn't seem to get it when it comes to fantasy football. We're talking about none other than Tampa Brady, 
Nathan Gonzalez, who just really has not found his footing in this league. Um, I mean, he did find his way into the championship game last year. Yeah, but he was never anywhere close to beating Chandler. That's valid. Point. I can look at his valid roster, point. and I really don't know who his keepers were. Um, they were Saquon. Did he keep Barkley. Jimmy Garoppolo? He kept Jimmy. There Garoppolo. are not two players on his starting roster that would have been worth hanging. There aren't two players on his entire roster that would have been keep, worth keeping from last season into this season. I don't. I don't. I mean, Odell's pretty good. Do what? Odell Beckham's okay. You know that he had that one catch, one-handed, out of bounds against Dallas Cowboys and has literally not done anything in his career since. He was – let me check the stats on him. He was a uh... – He was about as right – like run-of-the-mill, like below your above-average receiver. But he's got all this hype. I mean, he had a down year last year, and he still caught over a thousand receiving yards. He was down on touchdowns, so I see that. I think he'll be better this I just, year. As I, think I don't think he's ever as I think there'll be a little less controversy in Cleveland, in my opinion. But I think he'll do better. I don't think I don't know. If, I don't know if he's one of the. T- I don't know if he should be one of your top two players, but I think he's. I think you're not giving him enough credit. I just don't think he's ever been an elite receiver in this league. That's just my opinion. Oh, no. Opinion. I don't think he's put together a full season that shows me that, hey, Odell Beckham is going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt, one day. Let's let's also be real. The fact that I was able to get Miles Sanders from Nate, who was probably – he honestly, with Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, he might have had the best running back duo in the league. And with him trading Miles Sanders for Tom Brady, might be a bad deal for him. There. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. I, I don't. He wanted Tom. I knew I could bait him into getting Tom Brady, and I'd be willing to give up David Johnson for. I him. think he knows that. He knows he got played. I think his best post draft move was actually a, a deal that I was trying to cut with them, where I was in like in the process of picking up. Uh, Chris Herndon, the tight end for the New York Jets, to trade him to him. But before I could hit submit, Nate ended up picking him up. So Nate saved himself a trade. Yeah, the fact that you were telling him about Chris Herndon and you didn't even have him on your roster—that's on your fault. Yeah, but there was no one on there was no one on my roster that I was comfortable letting go of until I knew that he wanted to move on with that move. <laughs> okay. Okay, boy. <laughs> we are going to move on to number seven, where we have the homeless Belichicks. Um, a guy that's just been quiet as all can be. Someone who you can easily forget, even in our league. I'm talking about Matt Weigless. Um What can be said about this roster? Uh, the fact that he picked Todd Gurley with his with the second overall pick might be one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen in fantasy football. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever heard of Joe. Uh, what am I thinking? I don't know if he's ever heard of Julio Jones or Matt Ryan, but that's not a team that Todd Gurley is going to get 35, 40 touches a game. No, he'll get, he'll get probably because he'll be the lead back. He'll probably get means. I think, no, they don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. I think he's. I think he's going to be the lead back there. 
Yeah, but that still doesn't mean a ton in Atlanta. He'll get 15 carries a game. He'll get 15 to 20 carries. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not third overall pick in the draft worthy. And if he's averaging, what, four yards a carry on 20 yards, on on 20 carries, you do that math for me, boy. That's called 80 yards, but that knee's not going to get four yards a carry. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. He's probably not going to get 20 yards a carry, or 20 yards, or 20 carries a game. He'll get closer to 15. I just don't think he's going to score 200 points over the season. I think ESPN had him rated at like 259, if I'm – let me look at the numbers. Yeah, it's 259. I was just looking at it. He's projected 259 points, seven touchdowns, uh, 870 all-purpose yards. I just don't see that happening this year. He had 225 last year. I I don't know. But the the thing with our boy Wiggles is that he – he sometimes pulls some fantasy games out of his ass, and he's always somehow finds a way to be in the playoff mix towards the end of the year. Generally, he doesn't make it, but he's at least in the mix. I mean, he's got Zach Ertz. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Austin Eckler, who really is one of the most underrated backs in the league. He's got Russell yeah. Wilson, who, I mean, either love him or you hate him, but, I mean, he's going to put up points, especially because they have a week uh, schedule this year, but... I mean, he's got the pieces to be in kind of mixed up. But if you look at his bench, let's just say his bench isn't even worth taking a look at because after his starters, it just falls apart. Yeah, I agree there. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy, he's in Tampa Bay too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Everyone's in Tampa. Some of the guns. So, yeah, Leonard Fournette, that might be a bad move for uh, who who is Leonard Fournette? Is it Chandler? Uh, No, it's Connor. Oh, Connor, yeah, that's a that's a tough scene. That's a real tough scene for Connor. Oh, Leonard yeah. Fournette's gonna be fl- he's gonna be sharing carries with two other running backs. Mm-hmm. And Tom and Tom Brady's gonna throw the ball more than he's gonna run it. So going on number six here, moving our way up, our first uh new member of the uh YBFFL. Um was he the winner of the relegation league? Maybe I don't know. We're talking about none other than Nolan Enlow. No, did he Enlow. win? Did he win the relegation league last year? Did we even have a relegation league last? I don't year? think we had the relegation league last year. Well, anyway, I think Nolan yeah. Nolan came into Pat Mahomes. Um, and I think did he did he keep Jacobs or Devontae? I think he kept Devontae Adams. No, he kept Josh Jacobs because I was trying to make a deal for Josh Jacobs. Oh, uh, gotcha. Well, yeah, Nolan inherited heck of a team here. Yeah, I mean, he was able to draft Devontae Adams. Well, the and, computer did it for him. Yeah. And then Cortland Sutton's pretty good. And then Calvin Ridley, he's got three good wide receivers. Joe Mixon's a good running back. Um, Tyler Higby, tight end. Eh. Mixon, Mixon's uh, an injury case, too. Um, he's got Shark here as his lead receiver off the bench. I mean, he's going to be the only one that Gardner Minshew throws to, but teams can double him. I mean, yeah. he's pretty terrible after his three receivers and Patrick Ma. He has one elite running back. He is the best well, quarterback in the league. Then he has three pretty strong receivers. 
and if they're not producing like you would expect them to, then he's not going to have a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. Plus, you never know with Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's still he's still kind of unproven. Yeah. So he's a good flex guy. I agree. I agree. Um, out of nowhere, number five has flip-flopped in the past two days. So number five, you're going to find your commissioner, Firewater Jake. Um, I was number three or four just a day or two ago, so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and I've got an interesting team. I, I, I'm, you, you do. You do have an interesting team. I have team. the most – I have the team with the most wiggle room. I think you can agree. I I agree. I think you got some you got some potential players, and that's not always a good thing. No. As I've drafted for potential in the past, and it's bit me in the ass. I mean, you've got to give credit where credit's due in some regard. I mean, I will say, guys I had in my queue, guy that was most likely to draft them was you. Yeah. I had I had Terry McLaurin in my queue. I had J.K. Dobbins in my queue. I even had Mark Ingram in my queue. Um, yeah, I think those players, yeah, those three, I think were the only guys. I was th- considering tr- drafting Deontay Johnson just to piss you off, but I wasn't actually serious about it. So And Chris Boswell. What worries me about my roster is – one player, namely Devin Singletary, but the more I've looked at the tape on Devin Singletary, they say that he's too small to get in the end zone, but that was the case the first half of the season. When he got more comfortable with that Buffalo offense, he found his way in the end zone quite a bit at the end of the year. Yeah. He, They say he has a fumbling issue, but he, I think three of his four fumbles came in the first eight games of the season. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. I would say I'm excited. Because I feel like it is a weak focal point. I'm I'm a little weak at running back right now, but I, yeah. I mean I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think I don't know what we're thinking about keepers for next year, but if we were to expand that for, I think three keepers. I think you keep Clyde Edwards Hilaire for sure. I don't know if you keep him over Kyler Murray and Julio Jones. Eh, you might. You might keep him over Kyler Murray. You definitely would not keep him over Julio Jones. No, not not for a I, couple of years at least. But I think I think you could draft another quarterback as just as good as Kyler. I mean, Kyler Murray's. I mean, Big Ben's getting the week one nod for well, you. When you play the thirtieth worst defense in the league, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of it's hey. kind of an easy decision. Shoestrings Giants made the decision for me well before. The opening kickoff at seven oh five or seven fifteen. I mean, you're gonna be a little upset that I did choose the Giants to cover against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What is the uh, what in my what's the line? in my week one predictions? Uh, five and a half. Oh my god! I quoted that the Pittsburgh Steelers always play down to their competition. Not this year, we're and you know that's true. Not this defense. This is gonna be this deep. I'm calling it now. It's not going to be a popular take, but this defense will be better than the 85 Bears defense. And you can quote <laughs> me on that. Statistically, in every aspect, this team will be better than the six, or 85 Bears. I mean, they're the most talented defense, but talent doesn't necessarily prove to being the best. 
How do you feel about J.K. Dobbins? We'll, we'll get on. We'll move on. I just want to know what your honest opinion is on J.K. Dobbins here. You know exactly how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. I think he will be the number one running back in Baltimore by the end of the year. I think with there being no preseason games and the fact that he has to learn the playbook, learn the blocking schemes a little bit, I think he's going to – I think Mark Ingram's going to have more um, – He's going to have more – he's going to play more downs in the first couple of games. But I think by, like, week five, week six, I think J.K. Dobbins will be the number one back in Baltimore. How do you, oh, wait. No, he'll be the number two running back. Lamar Jackson will always exactly. be the number one running back. Exactly. But J.K. Dobbins will be the number two running Until back. he gets injured and then RG3 will be the number one running back. RG3 would be the number three running back. Then. Any comment on Eric Ebron being on my roster this year? <laughs> he, you're going to hate him. <laughs> you are going to hate Eric Ebron. He will drop the ball so many more times than Jesse James did pass. I, I find that hard to believe. But we're going to keep moving on here. We have at number four, Chris Braith, known as Stafford's Goons. Because the computer drafted Matt Stafford for him. Um, yeah. I mean. Glad, also glad to hear that Chris Break is alive. Yeah, we hadn't heard from Chris Break in quite some time. Um, and as I look at his roster, I'm not sure who his two keepers were. Because um, I think they were Nick Chubb and I think Kelsey. Well, it was definitely Kelsey, but. Why is I think Nick Chubb? I think Nick Chubb was the second. Nick one. Chubb stinks. Can we put? The, can I say that on live TV? Nick Chubb <laughs> I mean, stinks. Does he stink as much as Mitch? No, no one stinks more than Mitch. But Nick Chubb is not an RB one in this league. He's not a top ten running back, and he's hardly an RB two. I would own. I ten times out of ten would take James Conner, fully healthy, of course. <laughs> Because you never know what James Conner you're going to get. But a fully healthy James Conner blows Nick Chubb out of the water. And anyone at ESPN, I'm looking at you, ESPN, who rides the Nick Chubb boat is delusional. <laughs> he also he also has Kareem Hunt on his team as well. He has both Cleveland running backs. That's just a – you know what I don't get is why would you not take advantage of having both of the Detroit wideouts – I mean, if you look, when Stafford was healthy last year before he hurt his back, he threw, I think he threw like 51 and 49%. Like, I feel like Marvin Jones got more touches than Kenny Galladay. And you can, and I think Kenny Galladay is the more talented receiver, but Marvin Jones. I, maybe, Marvin Jones gets a lot of catches, I believe. I might, I'd have to, to watch. I might have to hit up Chris Brake. Chris Brake was trying to sell me the worst deal of all time. Chris Brake was trying to get J.K. Dobbins for uh, Jordan Howard straight up, and then he—that's a dumbass. And then he tried to throw in Matt Stafford for um, Kyler Murray, I think. I mean, Matt Stafford gets a lot of points. Yeah, because he throws. Still not going to make me take Jordan Howard. Uh, Valid. Plus, you also got to think Matt Stafford was hurt for the first time last year. Exactly. Well, let's. I mean, you never know what's going to come back from that. Let's get your opinion on uh, Chris Brake's team before we move on to our top three. Um, I think he's got the best kicker in the league. 
<laughs> not much more can be said. I, uh, <laughs> I his kick, by by the way, to all of our listeners, Chris Brace kicker. He picked him up in free agency. I'm surprised I didn't draft him. His kicker's Young Ho Q. He is uh, <laughs> better than Rodrigo Blankenship. You think? Yeah, yes. Oh, the specs. I might. Pick I was up. gonna say. I can't believe you're not riding the Rodrigo Blankenship train. I might have to pick up specs. I feel like out of respect. Like, I don't even know who my kicker is. I don't even know. I think you have Matt is. Prater. I remember seeing you draft him because I was going to draft either him or Boswell, and then you gave me. You said someone would be about drafting Boswell, and then I watched you take Matt Prater. Yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted to draft Boswell just to piss you off. Yeah, I think I drafted Matt Prater. All right, let's move on to number three. Um. Can't believe I'm friends with this person because he likes Cincinnati sports, and that's the least, like that's the biggest turnoff of a person could ever have. If you like the Reds, I hate you. But if you like the Bengals, I I can't <laughs> even stand you. How can he be a Bengals? Fan? I have no idea. But his team name is Joe Burrow's my daddy. He has a Bengals jersey as his emoticon for his team. We're talking about Mitch McCoy who, for right or wrong, stole Christian McCaffrey from me. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't even in the league when I traded him to Connor for Devontae Jackson because Christian McCaffrey was averaging like eight points a game and then decided that two weeks later to be the best running back in fantasy. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about... Hey, just a reminder that Christian McCaffrey... When we started this league, I drafted Christian McCaffrey. I drafted – I had at one point Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, and Travis Kelsey on my team. How many of those three do you have on your team? Right? Well, I see that Mitch has two I have of them, none. so that's – I have none. <laughs> I have none. I would have to – just looking down the line, other than the quarterback position – Mitch has got a pretty deep team. Yeah, and I only think he's putting Joe Burrow in there right now just because he wants to. And because they're playing the and Chargers. He, and he'll also put in – I mean, Joe Burrow is going to be on his ass more often than not this year. Yeah. Because Cincinnati doesn't have an offensive line. Mitch, Mitch is going to start Aaron Rodgers week one. And we, we both know that. Mitch just hasn't made the move. We know that Mitch is going to start Aaron Rodgers week one. Aaron Rodgers is going to be his quarterback. Well, we also know that Mitch, like every other one of our friends, does not actually listen to our podcast. So he's not going to hear this when we tell him to make sure that he doesn't forget to put Joe Burrow in. Um, but I think regardless, he's probably – looks at his team enough to know that he has to make that move. So eventually I think we'll see it. Um let's see. I think it'd be I think it's interesting for him that he has Aaron Jones on the bench for his running backs. I would think he'd be better than James Conner. Well James Conner, I mean Mike Tomlin's thing is he always I mean from two thousand eight from Richard Mendenhall to Willie Parker to, I mean, even if you're talking D'Angelo Williams for a year in that gap year between uh, Fast Willie Parker and Le'Veon Bell, I mean, it's always been a premier back. Like this, you will never see the Steelers have a running back by committee, and James Conner is no different. So, I mean, he's going to be the guy to get, I mean, 
they're trying to balance his workload because he gets injured every single year and he's beat cancer twice. <laughs> but he's beaten it twice. I thought he only beat it once. No, he had it in the when the remission he had it again. Oh, he did. Okay. So he I mean he's going to get a lot of touches at least week 1. I mean, you're going to go against a terrible New York Giants defense. And I mean, he's I mean, there's not going to be anyone on the field in the red zone at the running back position besides James Conner. I can just tell you that from everything I know about the Steelers following their um, their training camp, James Conner is going to be at the red zone back. James Conner is going to be their three down back. I mean, other guys will get in the mix at the beginning, like Benny Snell. Benny Snell's not a good fantasy pickup, but as a Steelers fan, I know that he's going to get some work this year. But James Conner is our premier back. Yeah. And also, Marlon Mack, this is going to be a cold take. Marlon Mack is going to be a bad fantasy player this year. I because I go the other way with it. No, because Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor will get the red zone touches, and then Naheem Hines is going to get a lot of playing time because Phillip Rivers likes to throw to running backs out of the backfield. And Naheem Hines might be the best receiving running back. Or he's a top five receiving running back in the league. So, I think Marlon Mack, he'll rack up a lot of yards, but he won't get touchdowns. See, I see it going the other way. I see Jonathan Taylor being your workhorse, but I see Marlon Mack being your higher scorer in fantasy. But, obviously, yeah, I don't follow the think, goals enough. Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the red zone running back. And I also think Jonathan Taylor, because this is Marlon Mack's contract year, I think Marlon Mack – well, I think I don't think he's going to be in a Colts uniform next year. Even though I think he's a great running back, I think Chris Ballard is going to do the fiscally responsible thing, not pay your running back and rely on Jonathan Taylor for um, years to come. As I think Jonathan Taylor can be a premier running back in the league. I think Marlon Mack's a good running back, but I think Jonathan Taylor's got the potential to be a top five running back in the league. I think that I think Mitch's only weakness are his last two positions. Um, so Suckup has been very inconsistent anywhere he goes. Um, and then the Eagles, their defense just stinks. They are absolutely horrible. Do they stink as much as they did? They stink as much as Mitch, and for that reason, I put the stink tag on Mitch's defense. I think Mitch gets the stink tag for worst defense in the league right now, week one. I think he might, yeah. And even though he's never going to listen to this podcast and hear it, I hope that he knows he gets the stink tag week one. I hope he does. I hope he listens to 30 minutes and 52 (laughs) seconds. Well, at 30 minutes and 53 seconds, we're going to announce our number two team as of today. He's already declining. He hasn't even played a game. Mr. Overrated. I mean, this is self-proclaimed overrated. Mr. Overrated himself, Nathan Shutley, who dropped from one to two going into week one. Um, He's got Carson Wentz, who stinks at quarterback position. I think Carson Wentz is like five and 18 against teams that have over a 500 record. Can you confirm or deny that? I can't confirm that, but but I'm not going to deny it. He has Dalvin Cook, who's one of the – no, he wasn't a keeper. Did he keep Mike no. Evans and Michael Thomas? 
Yeah, he has the best wide receiver tandem in the league because Michael Thomas is going to catch like 150 passes yeah. this year. So he's got – he's good there. Carson Wentz, is he off the injury list? I think he's still on I'm a big fat pussy list, but other than that. Because my initial reaction to seeing Carson Wentz on the injury list for a slight tear – and the Eagles saying that they're just being precocious. My first thought was Andrew Luck 2.0 happening again. Yeah, he's definitely at the top of their I'm a big fat pussy roster. Yeah. Um, you also, I can, you might see Kyler Murray on Shuttle's roster before week one kicks off. Just saying. Kyler Murray's going to be on Shuttle's roster. I don't think he's going to pick up a quarterback. He doesn't even have a second quarterback on his roster. That is why I'm saying that you might see Kyler Murray starting for Brady's deflated balls week one. Yeah, we'll no see. collusion, obviously, because Shuttle's not going to listen to this podcast. But he might. He might listen to it because he's going to like what I have to say about Jonathan Taylor and Paris Campbell. I don't think Paris Campbell's the receiver this year. I think in the future. He could be what T.Y. is now, but T.Y.'s there. I think Pierce, the thing about Paris Campbell is that he's very fast. He's like four, he's got like four, two, four, three speed. Um, I think last year was rough because he was dealing with injuries all year. I don't think he's going to have the same injury issues this year. And also, Philip Rivers is a better, he's just a better passer than Jacoby Brissett. Um, and Philip Rivers just will get – he'll pass the ball to his wide receivers. He'll spread the ball out a lot. I just don't think he's Chase Claypool level, but he's he's decent. He's better than Chase Claypool. Ask Nathan Shutley off air who he thinks the better receiver is, and I promise you he'll tell you Chase Claypool. Yeah, because he's a Notre Dame deep back. And too. he saw the kid play. Yeah, I did. I do like Chase Claypool, but I like Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell more. Well, good thing I drafted Michael Pittman. Yeah, and you dropped him. Have dropped him. Yeah, you have dropped. I've not dropped him. I thought I just saw you dropped him. No. Are you sure? I did drop him for Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, which that's honestly probably a smart move. I don't think Pittman's going to be very good at the beginning of the year. Right. I think he's the third wide receiver right now. I think he'll develop into being the second wide receiver towards the end of the year. I kind of forgot I dropped him. Huh. Small world. Anyway, let's get this over with. I don't know how you're the number one team in the league. Because I'm the be- because I drafted the best, and I actually paid attention to the scoring this year. I just don't, like, Amari Cooper's a fake number one receiver. I mean, my number one wide receiver is technically Tyree Kill. He's the best wide receiver on my team. Yeah. And that was that was an easy number one pick for me. I think a lot of people were surprised that I picked Tyreek Hill first. But when you look at the points um, for our league, wide receivers will run this league. Well, it's a keeper league. I mean, it's a PPR yeah. league. Yeah, wide receivers run the league. So if you, have, if you have good wide receivers, and I think I have three good wide receivers – with Amari Cooper, Tyree Kill, and Jarvis Landry. And then I think I've got the best running back duo in the league with Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders. 
I I don't know. I and people don't realize this, but during Matt Ryan's career, and even number, I don't years, want to hear it. He has never finished worse than the seventh best fantasy quarterback in his entire playoff in his entire NFL career. That's that's so, just like saying the New York Gi- or the San Francisco Giants win even year World Series. Eventually, that's going to have to come to an end. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to come to an end this year. The Atlanta Falcons also have eleven first round picks on offense, all of them starting. Their entire starting offense is first round picks. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. That's that's why I was comfortable with trading away Tom Brady. Tom, it's just having uh having Jerry Cohen on your roster is a tough scene. I mean, you're kind of Antonio Gibson could be interesting. I just think after your wider or your running back tandem, you don't really have a strong running back house right now. Yeah, and that's that's always been my weakness. But my wide receivers, I think I, I think I might have the best wide receiver unit in the league, and that's what's going to run the league. So I'll be will I would be willing to trade Braden, Braden Cooks or Sterling Shepard for a good running back, or even Preston Williams for a good running back. Good to know, but I'm just saying. If my team does what I think my team is capable of doing this year, you say this every year, boy. But I, I always like draft big names. This year, I've kind of switched up my strategy where I'm taking second and third year guys and some rookies who I think are gonna be the next, like, are gonna be your next Christian McCaffrey or might be your next, like, well, Mahomes and what their Jackson are a bad example because they're quarterbacks, but. I've I've young guys that I think have a lot to prove, and in this weird season that we're gonna have, I think it's gonna play out for, or it's gonna pay off for me this year. I, or it could, or it could just end terribly as the veterans are more or better off because they don't need to, they don't need all the training camp preparations as some of these young players do. Based off of what you're seeing, who are the four that you currently think miss the playoffs this year? Um, the four, Nate, that's an easy pick yeah. for me, Nate, um, let me see, I think, it depends on what, it really depends on what type of Derrick Henry we get towards the end of the year. Because Derrick Henry might be able to just carry Chandler's team. I don't know, to be honest with you. I think Nate has the worst team in the league. I think Connor has the worst team in the league. Connor, it also, yeah, because you never know with Leonard Fournette, but Lamar Jack. I guess with the change of quarterback points, Lamar Jackson's not as valuable. Mm-hmm. And plus, he also, Rob Gronkowski, he's only going to be a touchdown guy. He's Rob Gronkowski will only be playing in the red yeah. zone. OJ Howard will be the tight end during in the OJ Howard's going to be the tight end that gets a lot of. He's going to be the wide receiver or the tight end that gets a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. 
So it could be realistically that Rob Gronkowski might only have 40 receptions this year, but he could have like 10 touchdowns. Yeah, which I would expect to happen, to be honest. Um, I think Matt historically doesn't have a good playoff record, so I'm going to say Matt's not going to make it. I'll say, I'll say Matt, Connor, Chandler, and then Nate. And those teams don't make the playoffs. That's kind of what I'm leading. I think that just because Nolan somehow was able to keep Patrick Mahomes and Josh Jacobs, even though I'm not really impressed. I mean, I'm kind of impressed by him having Calvin Ridley and Devontae Adams as well. I think, I, don't know. This, I think he has the third best wide receiver group. In the, I think the two best wide receiver groups in this league are myself and Shuttle. I, I'm not sold on the Drew Locke campaign yet. I, I'm not sold on Drew Locke yet. Because, I mean, he you never hardly heard about him at Missouri. So, yeah. I, I mean, he did go out and he went 4-1 and one with Denver. But, I mean, at that point, like half those games, they're playing playoff teams or were resting guys. I mean, I, I would yeah, have to I go think, back and look at the games. but I think there is a lot of hype around Drew Locke. I don't think I, – I will need to see him to play before I think he's a starting NFL quarterback. But I think he's – I think Drew Locke's in a good situation. As a second-year quarterback, I think he's in a good situation. Uh, um, I think he's in a better situation than what even, like, Daniel Jones is in New York and definitely way better than what Dwayne Haskins is in Washington. Oh, yeah, that's toxic. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, I believe he could be a good NFL quarterback, but if he was going to get – if he was going to be a bust – and I said this on draft day when they drafted him. I'm said I said if Dwayne Haskins got drafted by Washington, he could very well turn out to be a bust. Mm-hmm. Especially now since Alex Smith is coming back and he's gonna want to play after his blade literally snapped in half. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins may not see. I mean, Dwayne that. Haskins is the week. He is the week one starter. And I think Ron Rivera realizes that Dwayne Haskins needs to be the week one starter and he needs to be the starter. I could see the Redskins going to go back to Alex Smith towards the end of the year. Yeah. If he's progressing well. Which there's no guarantee of that. I mean, they could activate him, but that doesn't mean he's going to be ready to go this season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his leg literally snapped. Mm-hmm. He about died. Other than that, yeah. Who's the team that you were most scared of this year, Boyle? Um, like the most obvious one. I feel like I'm. I don't know. I, I, it's either you or Shuttle. Um, it's definitely either you or Shuttle. Let me just take a look real quick. I think mine's going to be Shuttle just because, as I said, he has either me or him have the best wide receiver tandem or wide receiver groups in the league because I have Amari Cooper, Tyree Kill, and then Jarvis Landry 
he has Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Juju. So I think Michael Thomas will catch like 140 passes this year. But Tyree Kill is a big play guy. So I think those guys are kind of equal. Then I think with Mike Evans and then uh, Amari Cooper, I think both of those guys are kind of equal. And then we look at our flex wide receiver, Juju and Jarvis Landry. No, Boyle's not going to like it, but Jarvis Landry's an actual good wide receiver. He's a good wide receiver. He's not an elite wide receiver. I don't think Juju is an elite wide receiver. I think you're very wrong about that. Then why is he a flex player in fantasy? Because he's not better than Mike Evans or Michael Thomas are right now because they're more established wide receivers. He's not better than Devontae Adams. He might not even be better than, at least statistic-wise, I don't think he's going to be better than Kenny Galladay. He missed almost the entire – well, last year didn't count for any – Offensive player. He's not better than DeAndre Hopkins or Stephon Diggs. He, last year did not count for him. Last year didn't count for any Pittsburgh Steeler. Let's be real. Juju Smith-Schuster is about as good as T.Y. Hilton. That's not true at all. You can't look at last year for T.Y. Hilton either because he was hurt all last year. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to surprise you beyond belief. I think I think Juju Smith-Schuster is about as good as T.Y. But I think T.Y.'s stats are going to take a step back just because Philip Rivers is going to – first off, the Colts are going to run the damn ball. They might run the damn ball 40 times a game. Um, and then I think they will pass the ball around a lot. I don't think anyone – I'd be surprised if anyone on the Colts has more than eight receptions in a single game. I, I'd i be comfortable saying that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have 1,300 receiving yards this year. Mm. Mm. I don't know. What do you mean? That's, that's mean, like 82 yards. They have what, Apparently, apparently, according to you, though, they have the they have so many wide receivers that they could, that Big Ben could throw the ball to. So, are you afraid that Juju might get receptions taken away? No, from him? I think that Big Ben's gonna have the same year that he did in 2018 when he threw for 5,200 yards. I don't think Big Ben's gonna have that good of a year. I think that he's gonna throw for 5,200 yards when comeback player of the year. Win MVP and Super Bowl MVP. I think you're full of shit. I have already seen this whole plan laid out. It's just gonna happen now. It's not gonna happen because Big Ben, Big Ben came back from major elbow surgery. Yeah, it happened in week two. He's had, he's had an entire year to recover, and he's also how old? He's thirty eight or thirty nine years old. He's not even old. And he's not – he doesn't take care of his body like a Tom Brady sure or does. like a Drew Brees. No, he doesn't. He certainly does. He does not take care – he takes care of his body just as well as Peyton Manning did. He – that's not true at all. That's how he uh, looks. Like, you're talking – you're based off of how he looked in December when he had no reason at all to be fit. 
Yeah, I mean, you need to still stay fit, even working through an injury. No. You and I both knew that as former collegiate athletes. Beer and pizza gets the job done. You can't get fat when you're hurt. Beer and pizza gets the job done. The loop breaks down. Absolutely. Well, I don't think I have anything else for this commissioner's corner, boy. I think I'm good to log it off here. I mean, it was a pretty successful first episode. We're not going to go over an hour, which is my main goal. Yep, I'm excited for the season. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Week one will tell us a lot that we need to know. I think this is the year that Ursay is my savior. Gets over the hump and makes a play. I think we're going to make a deep playoff run this year. Well, that's weird because I also think this is the year that no one expects for Firewater Jake to get over the hump and finally get his first championship. But I also would, I will also say that the way my roster looks right now is nowhere near what this roster is going to look like at the end of the year. You're going to be wheeling and dealing. I think my roster is going to stay about the same. I feel like I've got a lot of pieces that are going to show to have a lot of potential that people are going to want to get their hands on. Um, I feel like if I can survive the injury bug this year, I'm going to be able to deal some players for players that helped me get over the hump this year. Well, I wish you luck. Yeah, I, I wish you luck too because you're going to need it, my friend. I think that number one yeah. ranking is going to go to your head. I don't think it is. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep striving for the best. Well, we, honestly, I didn't know I was. I thought I was still number two before this po- episode. To be honest, now nah, they with jumped you yeah. up. Yeah. Well, we will see you at the Naylor Cook residence in just a few short days. Yep. Yep. Should be a good time. All right. I'm in the studio right now. Well, until then, this has been your Commissioner Corner. Thanks for signing in. We'll see you week two. See you week two.